Hi there, and welcome to The Works. I'm Ben Chafe. And I'm Ben Pelletier. In today's show, a musical and dance performance that reportedly caused a riot in its audience just over a hundred years ago. That was Sergei Diaghilev and the Ballet Russe's ballet and Igor Stravinsky's music, The Rite of Spring. We'll also have a musical performance that we don't expect to cause a riot, as Hong Kong-born singer Mara Miser, now based in New York, sings in our studio. But first, last week, we devoted the whole of the works to the first Art Basel Hong Kong. While the art fair was underway, we caught up with two of the most popular artists on sale there, Takashi Murakami and Fernando Botero. For fans of Takashi Murakami, the good news is that even if you missed him at Art Basel, he also has an ongoing exhibition at Galerie Perrotin until July the 6th. カムフラージュのパンツしかなんか僕のサイズが売ってなかったんですよね。これもオーダーメイドで作ったし、あの僕ちょっと腹がでかすぎて、あのパンツ売ってないんですよね。それであの仕方なくあれ履いてましたけど
exhibition at Gallery Pelo Tan opened on the same week as Art Basel Hong Kong, in which Murakami's company, Kaikakiki, also took part. ここ the cartoon-like characters of Murakami's work are very popular in Hong Kong, and so is the work of a painter whose name many people won't know, even if they remember much of his work. Fernando Botero is famous for his well-rounded figures, some of them even poking fun at other works of art. His paintings and sculptures are sometimes controversial with critics and easily liked by the general public. Here's your chance to make up your own mind. A perennial favorite in Hong Kong, Colombian figurative artist Fernando Botero was one of the guests at this year's first art battle, Hong Kong. Botero sometimes produces still-life paintings and even landscapes, but his works are more often recognized by their heavy-set animal or human figures. These figures may be shown as part of historical events, going through the rituals of everyday life, or bringing a new perspective to classic art pieces. The artist has the ability to communicate sensuality to nature. You know, you know, you see in the great art, only there is this abundance, this generosity, this sensuality. You see the figures of Titian, for instance, of Basaccio, or Rubens, there's some generosity, so sensual. Fernando Batera was born in Medellin, Colombia in 1932. In 1958, he won the first prize at the Salon de Artistas Colombianos, which brought him considerable recognition in his home country. He spent much of his life traveling and has lived in many parts of Europe. Although he stays just one month a year in Colombia, he considers himself the most Colombian artist living, as he simply doesn't follow international art trends, and he considers his use of colors in particular shows a strong South American influence. You have to be original, you have to be personal, you have to be different in order to be an artist, to be a creator. They say if it's, if it's conventional, then it's no good. The coloring is part of, of the, the joy of painting. You know, the beautiful color is always that it says something to you that is attractive, that is part of the art of painting, to be a colorist. Uh, it's very important to have when you paint, to have the idea that everything has a different color. You see, uh, that shadows shouldn't uh, disturb the forms. Although his subjects are instantly recognizable, some have labeled Botero's art as abstract, arguing that he chooses his colors, shapes, and proportions based on intuition and aesthetic sense rather than reality. 
He, though, is skeptical of such labels. Abstraction is, is a form uh, important, of, of it. but the problem that I find is that abstraction is too much decorative, too decorative. Beautiful color, but art is, is much more than that. They say artists should be an equilibrium between expressive elements and uh, decorative elements. That's why I think abstraction is always incomplete. For me, artists, art has to be a mixture of the feelings and the expression uh, in the forms. Botero has also occasionally turned to subjects of a more topical and even political nature. The Abu Ghraib series from 2005 depicts the abuse of prisoners at the Abu Ghraib prison in Iraq by the United States Army. He found himself obsessed by the issue after reading an article by Seymour Hirsch in The New Yorker in May 2004. He decided not to sell the series, but to donate the more than 85 paintings and 100 drawings to a museum. Critics often consider his work innocuous and charming, but there's also sometimes an underpinning of suffering and torture. He's strongly influenced by Christian iconography, which frequently depicts the violent sufferings of the saints and of Christ himself. Now 81, Fernando Botero says he wants to return to the simpler things as subjects, but he certainly isn't ready to limit his vision, nor is he ready to stop painting. I hope I don't have to retire ever. I, w I, I wish to die with the brush in my hand, you know, that's uh, my aspiration, to keep uh, working, because it has been such a pleasure to be all my life uh, dedicated to art, painting and sculpture and it's the biggest joy I, it's possible to be an artist the way I did only doing this never did anything else then you're very satisfied that I was, I was able to do it Welcome back Last weekend, the Hong Kong Philharmonic Orchestra, conducted by Ole Kitani, performed a piece of music that was hugely controversial on its first performance in Paris. That first performance took place almost exactly 100 years before, and involved Sergei Diaghilev's Ballet Russe. It's hard to know whether the more conventional members of the audience hated the dance or the music the most, but fights broke out between them and the younger, more bohemian members of the audience. The reception in Hong Kong last weekend was somewhat less controversial. I spoke to conductor Oleg Kitani about the piece. Uh, you're here in town to conduct the Rite of Spring, such a groundbreaking composition. What makes the Rite of Spring special? It was considered like the manifest of modern music in the 20th century. And when I was young, in the 60s, when always considered that it began there. They all began what influenced 20th century music. It's the monumentality of late romantic. The theme is early medieval. Why do you think it was the groundbreaking piece that it became to be? And even from the very beginning, there was, depending on the accounts you read, either riots or at least uh, quite a bit of debate about this, about this particular work of art. Why was that the case? It was a riot. 
it was all right. Why? We can't explain really today. I think not because of the music. Because in Paris, a few weeks after, they did it in concert version, and it was just a huge success. The uh, riot was so loud since the very beginning that one couldn't hear the music. The riot for me was really about the choreography by Michalski. They had tips until there, they had all classical. Even if you see the photos of Petrushka, it's very classical way of dancing still. And suddenly, with foot inside, walking like peasant, Russian peasants of early medieval, the shock was so big. with the large orchestra, he was able to create sounds that he hadn't done previously. Um, what specifically about the music, the sounds of the piece, were groundbreaking? So I would say really the harmonies. The harmonies, suddenly, what was all modern until there becomes extremer. It's not something breaking, but it's coming so much through. The solos of bassoon so, so high. The, the repeated chords, one never had that in that way. You have it a little bit here and there in, in, in Mussorgsky and again Rimsky, but the whole time for a whole piece, that was, the changing of bars, so much changing of uh, uh, in two, three, two, three, five, and it's something you have absolutely in, in, in folk melodies in Russia, folk dance, but to put it in a symphonic work so clearly was really uh, surprising. So the big surprise was that all that came to Paris. If he had done the world premiere in Russia, it wouldn't have been this revelation. They, were, they knew that language. But in Paris, that was a little bit backwards. Just before Second Mala wasn't, hadn't been understood. When I went to study in Russia, Suddenly, I discovered the Russian side of it, the whole heaviness of it, the whole thickness of, of it. And I would say I put those two types of interpretation in one, yes? Depends of which moment I feel a Russian conductor or a French uh, sort of Italian conductor. And that is what the piece is about, is French salon, is French refinement and this barbarian Russia of pre-Christian time that remained, yes. And this contrast, I always try to bring it as extreme as possible.
And finally this week, regular viewers may remember that last December, a Hong Kong-born singer who now lives in New York visited our studio. She's Mara Miser, and now she's back in Hong Kong briefly, where she's been doing a series of performances. She's also here with me right now. So, hi, welcome back to The Works. Hi, thank you for having me. So, can you tell us some of the shows that you've been having uh, recently? Have you been to Shanghai as well? Uh, you've been doing a bunch of things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the reason I'm back in the region, I was booked for a show in Shanghai, so since I was here, I always, I always like to stop by Hong Kong. And yeah, I've done a few shows here. I did um, this great outdoor concert outside the Hong Kong Art Center two weeks ago. And um, I played at the Fringe Club. And I'll, coming up, I'll be playing at Full Cup Cafe tomorrow, which I hear is a great local indie music venue, and um, at K11 this Saturday. Great. Apart from your shows, you've also recently released an album. Can you tell us about the album? Um, the album's actually coming out in um, August, end of August. So we finished recording it. Everything's done. We finished the artwork which is very exciting when you just finally put everything to sleep. So that'll be coming out. So right now I'm really wanting to travel more and tell people what I do. If people want to find out of the album, is there is that info on the website? Is there something mm -hmm. on iTunes or samples? Um, yep, they should definitely find me on Facebook, at Mara Miser. And I have a website, www.maramiser.com, where there's some videos I've been making to, yeah, just to put image to the sounds. You're here today. Would you like to play a song for us? Yes, I'd love to play a song for you. Um, I'll be playing a song I wrote very recently about summer. The sun coming out was great because New York had a really long winter. And so this is my little love song to the sun. Let's hear it. Great. The sun is here to stay.